Welcome to McGay Minis, Episode 2, How Do Agaves Grow? I'm your host, Sabrina. And I am your host, Lorena. Over time, McGays have adapted to grow in a range of different environments. These diverse ecosystems tend to have extreme weather conditions, which have allowed the plants to develop specific strategies to help them survive. Yes, um, agaves can actually grow from sea level to really high altitudes. They can grow in places higher than 3,000 meters. That's 10,000 feet above sea level. Yeah, and they can also grow in really arid desert environments to super humid forests. This enormous biodiversity within our country resulted from natural selection in the aridification process of North America. The genus agave began more than 10 million years ago. As the temperatures increase and the availability of water decrease, so we can infer that the initial diversification happened while adapting to these new arid habitats of the great topographic biority of Mexico. Agaves are very important in terms of biodiversity. From all the 2,854 genus of the Mexican flora, agave is the eighth most diverse. That's right, and the diversity among maguey species include both genetic adaptations as well as morphological or the physical attributes, creating agaves that vary in color, size, and shape. In order to understand how this plant has evolved, let's take a closer look at the anatomy of the maguey. We will start saying that there are two types of flowering plants, the monocots and the eudicots. A monocot is a flowering plant with an embryo that bears a single cotyledon or seed leaf. It looks like a piece of grass that grows upward and agaves are monocots. The eudicots are characterized by having two cotyledons upon germinations. Most of the leaf-bearing trees are eudicots and most of the succulent plants are monocots. Agaves are a succulent and seraphitic species that form large rosettes of strong and fleshly leaves. The rosettes grow in a spiral iterative formation. Uh, the inner leaf pushes out the outer leaves from the center of the plant and it continues in this spiral growth their entire life. Plants in this genus are described as monocarpic rosettes or multiannuals, since each individual rosette flowers only once and then dies. Agaves can grow alone or form large groups depending on the species and usually they grow out like they get wide but in some cases like agave karwinski they grow up with a trunk the size of agaves can vary from species to species from a 200 grams adult plant that fits in the palm of my hand to really, really big, 
Some plants can weigh a ton and be three meters tall. Each species have its own maturation or lifespan. Some of them live five years and some of them take more than 40 years to flower. And we will talk about the specifics of some of these species in future episodes. That's right. Uh, so let's talk about the pencas or leaves of the maguey. The pencas of each plant have wildly different characteristics that vary from species to species. Generally, the pencas are thick for holding water within their waxy epidermis, but the leaves do much more than that, right, Lore? Yeah, well, each species presents different morphologies. So the shape of the pencas can vary a lot. Um, I'm sure most of you have seen the narrow, straight, and long penca of an espadín. And compare it to the super wide and round penca of a tobala. Uh, also, the color of the penca. Uh, there are pencas in all shades of green. There are bluish pencas and even gray. What about pencas that turn like red or like a purplish color? Um, I've seen I've seen pictures of them, not in real life, uh, although I'm sure you have. But what what is that an indication of? Well, that is not the normal color of a penca. Uh, that is, usually indicates that the agave is really stressed. It could be that the, the soil where it's growing, it's lacking nutrients or the agave haven't got enough water or enough sunlight, or maybe it has some sickness, uh, like a bug living inside of it and eating it from the inside. But yeah, but this is not um, a, char a characteristic color of any species. It usually an indicator that the agave is in trouble. Let's go back to the texture of the pencas. The, um, the texture is also really interesting because some agaves, like the marmorata, uh, if you touch the pencas, they are kind of rough. They feel like the skin of an elephant, maybe. And if you compare them, to other agaves that have really smooth, almost waxy texture. Um, it is impressive. Some, some agaves feel like plastic, like very, very smooth. Also, the spines, uh, the spines of each agave, of each variety of agave are different. The, the shape of the spines, the spacing between each spine, the color of the spines can also vary. Some spines are like straight and spiky, and some spines have the shapes of chichis or breasts. Some spines have a hook shape. And some agaves have only one spine on the tip of each penca, and some agaves don't have any spines at all. So 
with these descriptions, um, one sticks out, which is chichis or breasts. Um, can you describe uh, maybe a couple different species of agave that that have that characteristic of the spine? Yeah, well, uh, there are a lot of different agaves that have this characteristic. The spines are like round and then pointy and then round again. So they kind of look like the profile of a chichi or a breast. <laughs> and the the three different species that we commonly name tobala, which are the potatorum, nusaviorum, and semaniana, they have this kind of spine. Um, also the cupreatas and some pulqueros have also this characteristic. The marmoratas, the inaikidins, there are a lot of different agaves that have spines like this. Uh, we are going to post a, a picture of this kind of spines in the website. I think we should do that. Yeah, we'll definitely have a lot of uh, a lot of photos. Okay, so uh, moving on to some more characteristics about the pancas. Uh, well, some leaves are really really fibrous. For example, the the pencas of the agave eneken have really strong and long fibers that we can use as ropes. Some leaves or pencas have chemical irritants inside of, of the penca, in the sap of the penca. So if, if you are ever... Um, trying to harvest or cut the penca of an agave, definitely be sure to ask the locals if that is safe, because if your skin gets in touch with the sap of of uh, the pencas or, or the sap inside of some varieties of agaves, you can get a really bad rush. Is this in any way related to like, I think about, you know, um, when they distill a habali, uh, and there's a lot of like saponins that cause the distillation, uh, to kind of like foam up. Um, is this, is this kind of an indication that that agave might be more irritant or, um, is it not related? Well, it, it is not exactly the same thing, but it could be related since the saponins are made of fatty acids and these chemical irritants that can give you a rash are also acids but the the saponins they don't actually give you a rash if you touch them the saponins what they do is they make foam it is the same substance that the soap is made of so uh, the javali when you ferment the agave, it makes a lot of foam. And then when you distill this, this fermented juice, when it, it gets heated inside the alambique, it makes more foam. So it is really difficult to distill this, this kind of agave because sometimes it can uh, break your alambique with so much foam that makes. But the saponins won't get you a rush. 
Perfect. So let's travel now uh, deeper into the maguey. So we, we went from the pencas and let's go to the core of the plant, more often called the piña, uh, where the majority of the sugars are stored. And as we know, these sugar-heavy piñas are the part of the plant used to produce mezcal. Yes, and the sugar content also varies from species to species. Like, for example, the bricks level in a piña of an espadín is going to be way higher than the bricks level on the piña of a tepestate. Yeah, and we'll talk more about that um, when we do our uh, individual episodes about each species. But for now, let's move on and talk photosynthesis. Photosynthesis is the process used by plants to convert light energy into chemical energy. So through cellular respiration, this chemical energy can later be released to fuel the plant's metabolic activities. Now, agaves have adapted to do things a little differently, like breathing at night. Yeah, well, agaves have adaptations that help them preserve and store as much water as possible. This is done by keeping the stomas or the pores in the leaves close during the day. And then during the cool night, the pores open and then release the oxygen. Um, then they take in the carbon dioxide and close the pores again during the day. This kind of photosynthesis is known as CAM, which stands for Crassulacean Acid Metabolism. The CAM photosynthesis allows a number of different plants to photosynthesize during the day, but only it changes gases at night. So then the CO2 is stored as malic acid and then converted to carbohydrates as the plant needed. That is absolutely incredible to think about. And I love the idea that like these plants are breathing during the nighttime. Um, I don't know. There's something kind of mystical about that. Um, but so we've discussed uh, the pencas, the piña and cam photosynthesis. And I think the one thing left to discuss are the roots. So Lore, can you describe the root structure of the maguey? Well, the, the maguey is usually have one main root that acts like an anchor. It goes really deep, keeping the plant secure in the ground. And then the rest of the roots are thinner and they spread out wider. The, the water and all the nutrients can be absorbed by both the, of the root structures. And I think one a thing that is really interesting to talk about is that uh, for agaves, we can actually cut all the roots and leave just the piña with the spencas, and the, the whole root system can grow again. That is actually a really common practice for transplanting agaves. What we do is we take the agaves out of the ground, we cut all the roots, and we leave the agaves to dry. Uh, then, just before the rainy season starts, we replant the agaves in in the usually in the definitive place where they are going to grow. And then, when when the agave feels the humid soil, 
the root system grows back again really, really quickly. It, it is impressive that they, they can do that. Yeah, it's so incredible. Um, and as we mentioned before, we're going to post photos um, and we also will have the vocabulary PDF on the Hey Hey Agave section of our website at tuyo.nyc. So I think this is a great place uh, to leave this episode. Um, next time, we're going to talk all about reproduction. So thanks so much for listening, everyone, and talk to you next time. Sabrina, thanks for having me here. And thanks, everyone that is listening to this. Talk to you soon. Hey Hey Agave is a production of Tuyo NYC. Brittany Prater is our editor. Your hosts are Gabrielle Velasquez Zazueta and me, Sabrina Lassard. Our music is by Milagro Verde. Find them on Instagram at Milagro underscore Verde BK. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Salicita.